Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to the Love, Money, and Making Moves podcast. My name is Audria. I'm Calvin. Welcome y'all. Today is our anniversary. Hey, anniversary. <laughs> oh yeah, let me ten stop. Ten years, ten years, <laughs> ten years. We in this thing. So I'm so excited because we was like, we were debating on like what we we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and what we felt like would be a good, you know, number one episode outside of the trailer and we landed on how we met <laughs> and so we're going to be talking about how we Ooh. met yeah <laughs> you know this Ooh. this story you know let calvin tell it he ain't gonna never tell you the truth you know what i'm saying he's gonna tell you his version but we're gonna try to get through it <laughs> i mean let's do it let's jump right into it okay so how do we meet calvin well, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, you send your boy. Well, let's let's go all the way back to. <laughs> I, let's go back to uh, when we were in high school together. Okay, so this is where the story gets weird. Okay, so Calvin claimed I know I knew him in high school, and he knew of me. I didn't know him, but we went to the same high school. Somehow, we got connected on Facebook, right? And just so y'all know, I used to be a flight attendant, um, and Calvin used to work at the airport and he he claimed he would see me and we somehow ended up as friends. Like, did you friend me? No, I I mean, we wasn't even friends on Facebook. We were friends on Facebook. Were we? Yeah. The, how did we become friends? I, I don't even know how we became friends on Facebook. I think you added me as a friend. Well, that's debatable, but we can keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we, we just go pick up as we friends on Facebook. And we went to the same high school. We worked at the airport. We didn't know each other, but we knew, like, he knew of me. I didn't necessarily know of him. So um, one day, I'm on Facebook, and I don't know if y'all remember this, but, like, back in the day, you could literally go on Facebook, update your profile picture, and it was showing the news feed, okay? This was, like, the news feed was a big, big old deal. And I remember Calvin updating his profile picture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Damn, he thought, who is this dude? Like, I didn't, like, obviously we had been friends because otherwise you can't necessarily come in on somebody's profile picture unless you're friends. And so when I seen him, I was like, man, this dude is fine as wine. God damn. And when I, when I say, I say what? Okay. I said, all right now. <laughs> so said, so this is what happened. He, I, he updated his profile picture and I said, I said, damn, he fine. And I left for coming. I was like, you're, what did I say? You said, all right, sexy. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, what's up, sexy? Oh, I said, all right, sexy. And uh, you was like, what did you say? I said, all right now. <laughs> and so, okay, and this was pre, you know, sending stuff in the DMs, okay? Just want to preface that. But um, <laughs> when I replied, I said, all right now, I'm not at the airport anymore. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then where you go? You slid into your boy's DM. I slid up into your DMs, but it wasn't like spooky like it sound. Um, we just we went into the DMs. Well, I went into it. It wasn't like no sneaky link type something. Yeah, it was me going into his DMs and you know, we exchanged phone numbers and we actually like decided to meet up at Kroger in Memphis. Well up on me. (laughs) (laughs) So look, and at the at the time I had a what she would call it was a white Jason van. <laughs> it was a working van. Was this a van, van was bad, ugly, yo. This van was ugly as shit. So 
I was like, okay, all right. You know, I ain't going to judge him off this raggedy-ass van, but he fine. He's still fine. So we meet up at Kroger, and if you're from Memphis, we're both from Memphis. Um, <laughs> if you're familiar, it was at the Kroger on Elvis Presley. It's not White there Haven. anymore. Yeah, it's not uh, there anymore. No. So uh, <laughs> that's where we met up at. And when we met there, this was my instant thought process about this dude. I was like, he's so full of himself. Like, you know, he got the waves, got, you know, chocolate. He was confident. He was, okay, let me let me also say this. Yes, he's very confident. But I took it as, like, this dude is very arrogant. He's very cocky. Like, ah, uh, you know, so we I ended mean, up. you soon found that out, that that was confidence. Yeah, I, I later found that out. But initially, I was like, I'm, you know, he cool and all. But I just thought he was just so full of himself, right? He wasn't ready. Yeah. Okay. You you kind of jumping in real real fast right now, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so um, we ended up communicating more and talking more. But what drew me into him more importantly than anything was his ability to have a conversation. You know, I think as a woman, it's very important to be able to have a conversation with someone and being able to communicate in a way where that person can hold space for you. And Calvin, he did that for me. He he held space for me because I was going through a really bad breakup at the time. Um, I guess you could say it wasn't even really a breakup. Like, we were already, like, not in a relationship, but I was, like, transitioning out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I really was not necessarily... Um, I was attracted to Calvin, but I wasn't necessarily looking for, like, a long-term relationship, right? I had just got out of this bad engagement, and, like, you know, it was just, like, talking to Calvin was, like, really, really cool and very comf comfortable. And I feel like just talking to him was just so peaceful, right? Just talking to him was so peaceful. So um, later after that, I began to try to pursue him. I think at the time I had been single for about three, about three years. So I was looking. Yeah. I was looking for someone. Yeah. I think, I think though, like every time I would try to like, you know, be like, Hey, you know, we need to get together. We get to get, need to get together. He would like push me off, like push me away. And I was like, okay, here we go. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't attracted to you. Okay. It was that I was taking my time making sure, man, she is the right choice. Yeah. So even though I'm the obvious choice. Okay, correction. You were the obvious choice ten years later, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> but when you when you when when we look at it, you were you in you were in business yeah. for quite some time. So you have done you have done a lot of great things around the city of Memphis. Yeah. And you also done a lot of things with the leadership of Memphis, with the people that are were in leadership in Memphis there. Yeah. So you wasn't like no anybody. You right. Had, you had influence. Right. And I've always admired that about you. You was always about your business. You was always learning. You was always creating. So I was excited when I met you. It was kind of like, it was very refreshing because I'm looking. I want someone to be creative like I was. Mm. I'm creative. I want someone to be happy about my creation as well as me being happy for someone else's creation. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was always excited to see you 
rush past the door when I was working at the airport. And I was like, oh, there she go again. That's how I, that's how I was. It was like, oh, there she go again. I couldn't catch you because I was always I was on the go, baby. Know, I had to get to them flights. And also we had lines <laughs> out the door, so I couldn't break line yeah. from serving those people to try to come and catch you. Yeah. But it came back full circle for us to meet at that parking lot that night. And I can tell you that night, it was it was a very beautiful night. It was very free flowing. We was laughing, cheeks hurting from smiling so much. And, <laughs> and even the ride back home was like, oh my God, that was that was amazing just from talking. Yes. And you can see and you can sense, you can feel that there's more to uh, this person, this individual, and you will want to find out what it is. And that's what it's been, finding out about you. I feel like um, one of the things that I, that I when, I'm, when, I'm th- when I think about this story, I think about how, yeah, you are an attractive man. Yes, you're fine as hell. But it wasn't the thing that get that caught me that like made me stick. It was your ability to have a conversation with me mm-hmm. in a way that was like emotionally stimulating, right? Because you know, y'all know how it is. You start talking to certain people, and they be it don't be what it need to be. But um, I think like once we started to like talk more on the phone and get to know each other, we definitely established a connection. And whenever I had an opportunity to kind of like, you know, be like, hey, what's up, man? You know, we're going we're gonna to start talking. We're going to start dating. Like, what this going to be? <laughs> and <laughs> this, can we talk about how I knew when you was the one? Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when we went to the movies, right? Right. Okay. So we, you know, we're, we're, we're talking at this point and we decide we're going to go on a date. Right. Mm. And, you know, we decided on the movies because me and Calvin to this day, 10 years later, we love the movie. This is going to be some of the things we talk about here on the podcast. We just bring y'all up to speed, right? So you can know who you're listening to, talking to, so on and so forth, right? And so we are getting ready to go to the movies. And I don't know what my shirt said, but it it said something very vulgar. And Calvin was not having it. He was like, what do you got on? I think it said something to the effect that... Don't uh, even try to say what it was because you don't remember what it... I think it was something about might get get late tonight or something He did not say that. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm quite sure that's why I said lines. something vulgar okay but it was nasty <laughs> it was nasty Calvin was he wasn't here for it said, and no, take that off no. he was like no nah, we're not, we not going out with that on and I'm like if he doing this at the dating stage and let's be clear Calvin to this day do not try to like dictate what I wear or anything like that but he was very clear around what he wanted in a woman right and to me, I saw it as a sign of respect. Like, oh, okay, this shirt is kind of out of pocket. And if I'm potentially someone he may want to be with, I need to kind of check what I'm rocking, right? And so I immediately changed it to something else. We went to the movies. It was just the top, though. Yeah, it was just the top. It wasn't like the whole outfit. Right. Um, and we ended up going to the movies, having a good time. And then one day, because <laughs> in, in Memphis, I had a photography studio in Elvis in on Elvis Presley, I'm in Memphis. I had a photography studio. One day, I'm at my photography studio, and I lock my keys. Oh, my God. (laughs) I lock my keys in the studio, the photography studio. And, you know, Calvin was the person I was talking to more frequently. Um, And so I called him, and I was like, hey, my keys is locked in the thing, in the the studio. Can you help me? I said, "Um, 
I said, hey, I'm at work. I think I was getting off in about an hour. I said, hey, can we mm-hmm. just get, I just pay for a locksmith to come out, try to help you get in there until I get there. Yeah. So we get the locksmith paid, get him out while he's working on the it. The pop lock. <laughs> pop what, lock. What, pop lock. So, pop he's, lock yeah. so he's working on it until I get there. So I get off. I am jump on the e-way, let her know, hey, I'm on my way. How's everything going? You let me know how it is. He still hasn't got into it. Two-story building. So, okay. So we'll get there. I ask, get there and I ask, hey, do anybody got a ladder? Maybe I can try to go through the window while he's still trying to pick the lock. This dude could not pick the lock to save his life. Imagine these people are supposed to be the pop a lock people, but they can't pop this damn lock. I don't know. I think they had like a military doorknob. <laughs> now that door was, that shit was thick. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I rush. I say, hey man, do anybody have a ladder where I can climb up the side of the building and maybe check the window? Yeah. So lo and behold, somebody has a ladder. Jump on the ladder, climb up it, run to the window, pulls it up and it's unlocked. Strange, but yeah. <laughs> and you know I, don't I'm, try to cover my open windows I'm just saying God's grace maybe somebody let it up on the inside <laughs> so I, I raise up the window climb in all of a sudden I boom I hit my back real hard knock the wind out of myself trying to unlock the door for her wow so I, I get in walk around her studio equipment run walks through her sitting area unlock the door and the guy said hey man you did it yeah you right did it with less air in my body <laughs> Give my damn money back. You ain't pop nothing, bro. No, I think we eventually just let him keep the money, but just to show. (laughs) Hey, we got in the building. And, you know, at this time, we're still dating. Probably a couple of weeks in, maybe a a couple of months in. Yeah, so so we wasn't dating. We We was talking. We was was talking. I guess you could say talking, dating. You know, I don't know how y'all, y'all let us know in the comments. How do y'all reference when y'all like in a relationship, like when you're like in, when you dating, when you are about to be in a relationship, do y'all call it dating or you call it, or dating or, I call it talking. We talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we talking. talking. We still haven't committed. Yeah. So, so yeah we talking. <laughs> we talking. That, hey, that's what we call it in Memphis. We talking, bro. Um, but what did I tell you? I, don't, I think I gave him kind of like an ultimatum. Maybe. What did I say? What did I tell you? When you're going to be my boyfriend or when we're going to get in a relationship. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was about to be done with dude. I was like, man, this dude is stringing me along. He know I like him. Like I'm over it. Like I was literally about to be like, you know what? This, thank you for like helping me get into my studio, but it's about to be over with bro. Like, cause I felt like I was wasting time. And at the time I felt like I was ready to date again. Um, I felt like I was ready for a boyfriend and little do I know, what did I say when I said whoa, whoa, I wanted whoa, whoa, a boyfriend? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, before we get there. I mean, <laughs> you 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 ask me when are we gonna be in a relationship and I'm trying to catch my breath from slamming my back into the wall into the floor from getting I mean, we the... was we was downstairs, we was past that part. Yeah, but I was still trying to catch my wind. Okay. So, you know, and that night you was like, Hey, I'm looking for a boyfriend. And it was kind of like, you know how you hear that record sound? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, but I'm looking for a wife. I was like, it was like. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> and, you know, her whole face expression just changed. Like, yeah. Okay. I wasn't uh, ready. I wasn't ready y'all. at all. Yeah. Because you got to think about like how elevated that response was. I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm looking for a wife damn okay well okay (laughs) 
So we started dating. I had this raggedy ass Jeep. Yo, but the crazy part is <laughs> I said, I said, hey, let's just start dating as of now. Yeah. Excitement everywhere. Just I was so excited. Was I was so everywhere. excited. Because it was, you know how it is when you get in a new relationship with somebody. It's fresh, it's new, it's exciting, all the things, right? So we got together in like September, right? So we got together in September. He proposed to me in December. Mm-hmm. And we got married January 19th, 2013. And I think what was interesting about all of this, how fast it happened, is like, you know, Calvin was in uh, was in the church. He was a pastor, not a pastor, but a minister. And at the time, they didn't even know he was dating. They was like, who is this lady? Nobody needs to know my business. <laughs> he was like, they don't need to know my business. And so Calvin is very private. Hence why we waited so long to even do this pro- this podcast, because we wanted to make sure that this was the perfect time to really talk about what's, you know, our marriage was what's going on with us and actually be a source to those who are in marriage and really wanting to figure it out. And I feel like, you know, hey, we 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 married now for 10 years. We know some things now. Back in the day, we couldn't really advise people because we were still trying to figure it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we got married. In January of 2013, both of us, we was barely making ends meet, broke as a joke, and but we knew we loved each other. And I was continuing to work my business. He was working his business. Um, tell him, tell him about what your I business was, working, was. I was working two jobs and a business. Right. So, yeah. Tell him about and your business at the time. A, I was doing mobile reflexology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was a... At the time, I was working at Lenny's, mm-hmm. and I was working at Cozy Corner. Yeah. So I was working two jobs and a side job. Right. And I would help you when you needed it. Yeah. <laughs> then we ended up starting a business together called Juice Me Baby. Man, that's our baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, we sell cold-pressed juice. Um, and we just, we've tried and explored a lot of different things. And I think one of the things that was, I guess you could say that was coming up in our marriage early on was um, communication. Mm-hmm. We did not know how to properly communicate with each other. It sounds crazy that communication was one of the reasons why we got together, but it seems like when we got, when we got married, it seems like everything just went crazy. And I think it had a lot to do with what we thought marriage supposed to be. Or we was trying to model what yeah. was out there. Yeah. And not to say that there's something wrong with that, because I do believe you can learn a lot from people who have been in married for for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. But we have to find out what is our marriage? What does it look like? Because mm-hmm. we were trying to define, like, what is going to be Ardria's and Calvin's marriage? We know what we've seen with, you know, my mom and dad. Which, you know, friends, it, it was just like we we was trying to model friends, family and all of the things. But we kind of landed on like we need to do our marriage the way we need to do our marriage. Right. And I think that was freeing because, you know, I think I don't in, in my opinion, I felt like Calvin wasn't really opening up to me until like two, three years into the marriage. I think that what I got two, three years let into it is what I was seeing when we first got together. 
And I felt like I was always trying to pry and pull and, and get what I need to, to get him to communicate with me. But I realized that, you know, he has certain responsibilities as a man and I couldn't possibly process what he was thinking um, during that time. So what you think it was? Why, why did you wait? Um, I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. I think when we go back to the communication part, I think just studying our marriage, me watching you and watching how your emotions flowed as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I was always afraid to share things with you because I would think or I would assume you will respond to me like you have respond to other people. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of say that was me protecting myself. Mm. But at the same time, I can, I can see as it was kind of harmful for the marriage, not being open mm-hmm. in spite of what a response would have been. What do you think the difference was though? Because like when we first got together, you was extremely, you know, open and then soon seemed like as soon as we got married, you got closed. Cause that's what I married. I married the open Calvin, the free flowing, the always telling me what you think. Do you think because it just wasn't no commitment? Uh, it's probably 50 50. Mm-hmm. Because I it wasn't like I was withholding the person you encountered. Right. Because I wasn't. It felt like it. Yeah, I mean, it felt like it, and I can see why it would feel like that. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. But I think just the merging of us coming together, because a lot of things change. Mm-hmm. Like overnight, over time, a lot of things changed. And I do believe that the person that I was then, a couple of years later, that person had to evolve and had to continue evolving. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and that sometimes I was afraid to evolve. Tell and me, tell me more. What do you mean by that? I think the the pain with financials Mm. and I I was kind of frustrated working so many jobs, getting so less, you know, and it it had got to a point where I was working four jobs and it seemed like I was pulling in from those four jobs what I was making at two jobs. Right. And it was frustrating trying to bring money in to help. Not only that, the, the, the growth that I need to have, when it came to the marriage, that's mm-hmm. not even personally. Right. So I'm frustrated personally, financially putting pressure on me in the marriage as well. Mm-hmm. So I think at the time it was a lot. And then on top of that, trying to communicate that, mm-hmm. trying not to be walking on eggshells in the marriage. Cause when, I think at one point we were just like, well, I'm going to tell him how I feel. And you ain't going to tell me how you feel. And we just both were just, like piled up just <laughs> and it was always i'm okay yeah i'm good i'm yeah. all right yeah and it wasn't that i wasn't okay i wasn't all right like i just feel like i don't know if that's a cultural thing where it's just like our default thing is i'm good but deep down inside you not like i i don't know how we can resolve that as a culture but i'm i'm kind of sick of that like oh i'm good and you're not like i've done it you know plenty of times in our marriage or in relationships with people, but I do feel like once we did learn how to properly communicate with each other, it really changed the whole 
dynamic of our relationship. Like, I feel like the relationship just got better because now it's like, I wouldn't say we over communicate now, but we're always checking in with each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most, that to me, that's the most important part of communication in a marriage. Are you checking in with your spouse? Not quarterly, not weekly, not anniversaries or birthdays, but daily. Constant. Constant. Like when we wake up in the morning, what do we say? I say beautiful day, baby. And I say good morning, King. And it's like that's our check-in. And then in the morning time, we have our conversation. And when we have our conversations in the morning, we're present. Wait a minute, baby. You're supposed supposed to be saving this for episode two. (laughs) I mean, we're still talking about communication. So it's like, you know. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But I, I just feel like we just got into a place where we are cool with talking to each other and communicating with each other and allowing ourselves to be transparent regardless of how it may make the other person feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we finally at a place where I can say something that maybe could be perceived as offensive, but it's not because you've matured in a way to be able to accept what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just being okay with sharing your feelings or my feelings and knowing that we can trust each other's with that. Mm-hmm. Not because there was a time when we didn't. Yeah. When we did use each other's feelings as a weapon. Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't the all be all. And it was like, man, look, I'm out of here. We were trying to opt out so many times. We used to say stuff like, man, don't make me pull out them DPs and it's like divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't say it to each other because we realize how crazy, you know, that can make the other person feel. But we, you know, we had to make a decision if we're going to be all in or we just plan, <laughs> you know, like right. <laughs> it was like, we're going to be all in or we just going to keep playing. And we decided to be all in hence while we're here 10 years later. And I think today, as you're listening to this podcast, on our 10 year anniversary, I think it's important to acknowledge that I love my husband, like love, 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 love my husband. I love who he has become. I love who he is. I love how he communicate with me. Aww. I love how he looks at me. Thanks, boo. I love the way he smells. Like I love everything about my husband, Calvin Richmond. And I just want to tell you, baby, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you so much. I love you as well. Thankful that I can continue to just share life with you, minutes with you, seconds with you. Mm. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I always cherish the time that we have, every moment, every car ride. Yeah. <laughs> we be riding. We be riding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thankful. Yeah. So on our 10 year wedding anniversary, so many people thought we wasn't going to make it. Hmm. And a lot of those people are still not together. And um, I think for us to be someone who, quote unquote, had an unconventional way of getting together in a very short period of time, you know, getting in a relationship in September, you know, uh, engaged in December and married in January and to be here a decade later and to see so many people who had odds against us. I'm so thankful that I get to wake up with you on 10 years of marriage yes, and being able to celebrate our essence, our growth, who we are, who yes. we have become, 
and being able to create this platform as a milestone for many, many more years to come. I agree. So, y'all, this has been the first episode of the Love, Money, and Making Moves podcast. I really do hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you all have a topic in mind that you would like for us to cover, shoot us a DM at the Uncloned Network on Instagram. That's shoot us a DM on the Uncloned Network on Instagram, and we would love to cover the topic or any challenge that you may have or now, what you would like to discuss. I would say if you send something and we don't have experience in that, oh. We're going to tell you the truth. We're going to tell you the truth. We ain't, no, nah, we ain't encounter that. Yeah. And that's some things we can also put on the list. Maybe we can go find someone or a couple. And bring them on. And bring them on who have experience in that subject. Right. And like I said, we're going to be transparent. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things that we have experienced as a couple, and there are some things that we haven't. So, yeah. We just want to make sure that we're not trying to position ourselves as marriage experts. We're just two people who have been together for a decade and we're trying to talk about what we have been through and hopefully through our things, you know, the things that we've been through that you find some insight um, and we're a resource to you. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. And until next time, y'all, let's go live an unclone life. Bye, y'all. <laughs>